Hello and hi, welcome to the Kane is Dead program. I am your host, Kane is Dead, and tonight's episode is brought to you by none other than myself. That's right, when you're like me, you sponsor yourself. So therefore, I am me, and I am sponsoring this episode number 50-whatever. All right, cue the fucking music. Yeah, shouts out to Kane is Dead, you know what I'm saying? This motherfucker walking up to old ladies, crotch chopping. I'm telling him to suck his motherfucking dick. He don't give a fuck. Daniel Gama, we about to show up on your fucking front porch and shit with bow ties wrapped on our dicks for Christmas. We're about to fuck your bitch, fuck your grandma, fuck your mom. We're about to mosh pit in her pussy, bitch. Yeah. Who the fuck? Got his dick sucked by your bitch and win a red sick. Wasn't trying to fuck a pussy stank like a set dick. Kane is dead, Kane is dead, motherfucker. Kane is dead, Kane is dead, motherfucker. Got his dick sucked by your bitch and win a red sick. Wasn't trying to fuck a pussy stank like a set dick. Before we begin, I want to issue an apology to anyone I pissed off last week when I started crying and bitching about money. I know it's not in me to do that, so I apologize now in advance. I'll try not to let it happen again, but sometimes things are frustrating. You know what I mean? You guys been there, right? More or less, right? Anyways, welcome to the Kane is Dead program. I am your host, Kane is Dead. Uh, dig. So, fuck it. What's been up, man? Me? It's been a rough week again. But not for reasons you think. It's just kind of been like a off week for everyone involved, you know what I'm saying? And uh, therefore, I got to be kind of, you know what I mean, a little blah, blah, blah. Rather than, you know what I mean, like uh, how you say, positive or optimistic. I got to be realistic and not have, you know what I mean, da, 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 da. But dig, though. Uh, Work, you know, work's been work, you know what I mean? Um, Everything's about as average as it can get. Uh, Love life, well... There's something to it. I don't know what, though. I don't remember how to run these programs anymore. You know what I mean? It's like when you have, like, an old... Like, you got, like, a brand-new laptop. And it has everything you need on there. You don't have to install or anything like that. Even if you have to install, it's just usually updates or patches. So, therefore, everything could be running as good as it always did. You know what I'm saying? Then, all of a sudden, you get, like, an older model... 
same thing but an older model and you're like now what do i do i don't remember how to do this i don't remember how to do that i don't know what to do here i don't know what to do there that's the kind of shit i'm talking about you know what i mean but dig you know what i mean <clears throat> for all we know it's for all we know nothing's really there either you know what i mean it doesn't take a lot to fool yourself especially when you're fat and you have so low self-esteem you know what i'm saying it does not take a lot to fool yourself but uh dig anyways I'm trying to think oh fucking it uh, tonight well, as i'm recording this the black dahlia murder was uh, gonna be in mesa and i wanted to go but then they started doing the whole hey yo we need you to like you know what i mean like uh, either test negative or how you say uh get that get that shot and shit you know what i'm saying that experimental medicine you know what i'm saying either do this or do that or you can't come to our show so i'm like you know what fuck you guys i don't want to see you that bad anyways don't get me wrong i'm still a fan but at the same time i'm like you know what i mean like uh, i'm not gonna go out of my way to uh jeopardize my long-term shit just so i could mosh in a in a pit full of idiots wearing masks still i mean fucking hey man it's already hard enough it's gonna be suffocating you know what i'm saying i don't know dude Maybe I'm just old school, but, you know. And I heard, you know what I mean? It's just like, eh, I don't know, man. I got people that are there, though, so I'll I'll, I'll get the report on that as soon as it's done, which should be maybe like an hour or two from now. You know what I mean? But anyways, yeah, so fucking, hey, we got that going down. Uh, New York, I heard, is... Uh, Giving away Avengers comics limited editions to anyone under the age of 18 getting the goddamn vaccine. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know about you, but a comic book's not going to really do it for me. You know what I mean? If I was like, you know, 12 years old, I would be like, hey, yo, doctor, man, you know, not for nothing, but uh, I know you, you're getting paid and shit. But at the same time, you know, you gotta, you know, I gotta worry about it. I mean, their little boy was only a year older than me who got. Who died after getting this shot So I don't know man I'm just saying not for nothing But uh, I don't want to jeopardize myself that hard You know what I mean Even if it is in the limited edition Avengers comic You know what I'm saying But then again that's just me I'm different You know what I mean You motherfuckers can look at it the way you want I'm just looking at it the way I am So dig We got that going down uh, Yeah like I said It's so funny Because no matter how much you try to avoid it You can't avoid talking about this bullshit You know what I mean It's like it's on everything it's on every podcast It's on every TV show Which I hate fucking TV anyways It's on all the news stations It's on even internet TV It's on Hulu It's on fucking YouTube Fucking Fox uh, TBS Even EWTN And then the fucking Pope wants to get people to be vaccinated So they could be all like hey, you know, It's our holiest and shit And then like you know uh, Toxic plagues and shit But uh you know, like, uh, Mother Mary and Jesus Christ themselves can, like, you know, look down on you and be like, okay, that guy made me happy because he got the vaccination before he walked into my temple and shit, which we know goddamn well. You know, it's, you know, it's just such, you know, it's so exploitive, you know what I mean? It's so funny, but it's so exploitive at the same time. It's really sad how, what lanes people will go, blah, 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 you know what I'm saying? Some people I already talked to, they were like, hey, yo, you know, Joey, I think I got to get the shot anyway. And I go, what? What for? Well, because Judas Priest is coming. I go, for fucking Judas Priest? Slayer could be on the marquee. And Okay, maybe I'm... No, no, no. I'm not going to comply. 
I love Slayer more than any other band I've ever listened to. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't gonna comply that hard. You know what I mean? Just saying, man. I'm just, you know, I mean, like, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm doing my own project, doing my own program. And if I fucking die from not getting this shot, so what? You know what I mean? It's like the mafia always said, nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's fucking true. All this fucking mental health awareness shit. All this Joey, we just want to make sure you're all right shit. All that shit. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't fucking matter. What are you going to do? Put a fucking cross in front of my mom's house? Put a fucking cross in front of my workplace? Put a fucking cross in front of my uncle's house? Put a fucking cross in front of, you know, where I used to go to school at? Here is where Joey used to walk and shit. You know what I'm saying? Is that what you fuckers going to do? Because that's pretty fucking tacky. You know what I'm saying? Are you going to make ribbons with the color black on them with fucking white trimming and say this is this is for the Joey fund? You know what I mean? He was willfully ignorant because he didn't want to get the shot or or blah, blah, blah. And then Corona came and killed him and leaving him to suffer the way he deserved because he was being an ignorant fuck. You know what I'm saying? Whereas we got $100 for uh, taking a jab in the arm because that makes up for all of it. And... Not to mention my cousins down in New York, especially the young ones, they got themselves some comic books. So, hey, man, more power to you. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, dude. It's just... You know what I mean? It's like... I don't know. But let's let's get off that for now, okay? It's not going to get any better. It's not going to get any better. They're going to cancel Halloween like they did last year. Even though last year we did have Halloween, but for once in the fucking... I don't even know when. For once. There was more candy in the houses than there was in the trick-or-treater bags. That's saying something, you know what I mean? It's like, usually we have to like... Especially because it was on the weekend, you know what I mean? So... Usually we, we we get the candy, we run out. If we have to, we go run to the store real quick, get more candy, and then run out. And then when it's done, it's done. You know what I mean? This year we had at least two or three bowls, big old bowls left of candy. So me and my brother took initiative and we ate them all while watching ICP on the Patreon doing their Halloween set from Jay's house. You know what I'm saying? But dig, though, you know what I mean? I don't know. Last year was supposed to be... It was... Last year's Halloween is actually really means a lot for me, you know what I'm saying? Because that's the year I brought the show back. You know what I mean? I mean that's the year. That's the day I brought the show back. Because through the help of a friend and I you know, I made mention of her, but I always dedicate Halloween and Christmas episodes towards her. And if you guys don't know who I'm talking about, uh, well, well just wait till then, okay? But I'm not gonna put her on blast every fucking episode. But I'm just saying though, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like motherfuckers is like uh, you, you know, motherfuckers are like like me. Motherfuckers like me was like, hey, yo, you know, uh, I'm not going to do it this year, man. Fuck that shit. You know what I'm saying? And she made the suggestion, just do it. And then talk about how COVID's fucking it up. And I go, okay, cool. And we did. And I did. And it was one of, it was a great fucking episode. Now, that brings me to my next point. October always means a lot to me. Oh, before I go to that, get to that, I'm sorry. Uh, all the internet witches, the uh, twitches, if you will. The old fucking net witch. The net witches. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? The I can cast a spell and a hex on you by using an app on my phone that tells me about racist cosmo 
racist cosmos. Okay, that means uh, translation, dude. You're an Aquarius, and I am a fucking Libra. Okay, we do not comply. Okay, and and because of that. You need to take your Aquarius fucking ass away from me. Get the fuck out of my thing. You're giving me a bad vibes, bitch. Bye. <laughs> but dig, though. Them motherfuckers is all creaming all over the fucking Reddit and all this shit. You know what I'm saying? Because of the way the moon's been and all that crap. And I'm like, you know what I mean? You know, I hate this internet age. Because, like, you can't even... You know what I mean? It's all exploitive. I, I attacked these motherfuckers bad last time. You motherfuckers that heard that episode know damn well how bad I got at them. You know what I mean? Like, you know, practice is practice, but I think there should be a level of, you know what I mean, like personal and private. Not, okay, I'm going to read you the tarot bullshit, and then when I'm done reading it, you can go to my Etsy page and shit, and like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, from there, you can like buy, send me 200 bucks, and I'll send you a box filled with twigs and rocks I found at my mom's house. And for an extra five bones, I'll throw in a fucking cat skeleton I found in the alley when I was walking home from work. Now, now this ain't no regular cat skeleton, okay? Because this cat was legitimately ran over because the skull was crushed. All yours for 205 bucks plus shipping because I'm not going to pay for it. I'm sorry, guys. If you want real help, it's not going to be cheap. You know what I'm saying? I don't like that shit. I don't like the exploitive factor of it all, so... With that said, they're all creaming all over, blah, blah, blah. And then they start saying they're going to hex Biden. Then they're going to say they're going to hex, what's his name? Uh, Trump again, for whatever reason. You know what I mean? They're doing all this shit. And I'm like, you know, you motherfuckers is only getting worse every fucking day. You know what I'm saying? Like I like I said, you know, I'm no stranger to the thing and I'm no stranger to the belief. And if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to keep it private. I'm not going to be putting that shit on black. I might show I bought a book. That's it. You know what I mean? But I ain't going to be going out of my way being like, hey, yo, you know, not for nothing, but look at my shit. You know what I mean? Look at me. Look at hey, look at all these people who follow me, man. Hey, follow me on Facebook and Instagram so I can give you a free reading, motherfucker. Also, don't forget to join my Patreon and shit. You know, uh, um, uh, you can have the, the full moon tier. And with the full moon tier, every month I'll send you a picture of my butthole. And it's, uh, I'm not going to guarantee it's going to be bleach, but I'm going to guarantee it's going to be genuine. <laughs> oh yeah, Joe, get him Get him, Joe No, I'm just kidding Nah, but dig though, like I said, you know October has always been a special month for me Because I love Halloween And I love the, that time of year You know what I mean? Because in Arizona, that time of year It's still hot, but it's a pleasant heat You know what I mean? So you could like, yeah, you'll be sweating like a pig But it's like a, you know what? It ain't too bad out here, you know what I mean? So with that said, all y'all yeah, look at me. I'm exploiting shit now. No, I'm just kidding. For Halloween, I mean for Halloween. For October, I was thinking you guys can help me with this shit too. Okay? Well, for what I wanted to do is all y'all on Instagram, because that seems like to be the only place that I can actually network with people. Go ahead and send me some, some um, how you say, uh, recommendations of movies you want to hear. Because uh, I'm going to bring back movie reviews for, for, uh, for October. You know what I mean? So feel free to drop me a line and let me know exactly, you know, what 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 would you want me to give you an opinion on? Okay, but I have a couple of rules, okay? Uh, I'm not going to review something I've already seen. Well, I might, but I'm not going to review anything extreme. So don't send me that Serbian film because it was just a little too much. You know what I mean? Uh, I hate the human race, but I also hate to see children at harm, in harm's way. 
So therefore, I'm not going to review that one. I'm not going to re uh, uh, review Adieu Ziotam. Uh, simply due to the fact because that's just as it's disgusting. But the thing is, whereas it could have been imaginary, the uh, it could have, well, you know what I mean? It's movie tricks and shit, but it's still disturbing the whole, you know what I'm trying to say about a Serbian film without saying it? You know, with the kids and shit? Yeah, it, you know, whatever. It's gross, regardless. But on the other hand, the movie Aziuzi Otam actually exploits children real children and it's disgusting i do not recommend anybody watching that movie and if you do you have been fucking warned because it is just foul dude one of the nastiest movies i've ever seen in my life but dig though all right so go ahead send me you know horror dramedy or whatever you know what i'm saying classics new age uh also don't send me that movie vhs because i hated those movies all of them were shit and boring any film footage films I I like most You know I like most A lot of them You know what I mean But It's up to you guys You know what I'm saying So uh, let me know uh, Drop me a line Or just Hit me up on the Instagram You know what I mean uh, All that shit You know what I'm saying <clears throat> uh, Let's see What else I have other plans too For October uh, Apart from bringing back The movie reviews Because you know That's a big one for me I'm gonna bring them back And shit And I'm gonna be doing My thing again I'm sorry about the barking dogs. It's just that they're everywhere. They're all... I think it's the season to, uh, you know what I mean? Start the humping. Skip the game, start the humping. Anyway, dig though. So, what I was getting at was that I was talking about how... Oh, yeah. I want to not just do movie reviews. I want to do, like, you know... You know, like... Uh, like, stories and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like... Uh, I don't know, just have fun with it, go all out, you know what I mean? Because I never really, I didn't celebrate last October, obviously, until Halloween. But everything leading up to the day of, which Halloween, everything leading up to it, let's do something, let's talk about something, you know what I mean? Send me all your suggestions, you know what I mean? Movies. Um, I wouldn't, eh, I, I do a TV show, but like, you know what I mean? Some, a lot of them run really long. But if there's like specific episodes you guys want me to see, feel free to send them to me. Yeah. Also music, you know what I mean? Send me some uh, Halloween mixtapes. I have actually found a few. I'm going to play them throughout the month. So you're going to hear a lot of Halloween music throughout October and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to, you know, go ahead and send me some shit, go ahead and feel free. Another thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go live on Instagram or I'm going to record it one way or the other. I'm going to, I'm going to, on Halloween day... I'm going to walk down Tweaker Canal because it's the haunted Tweaker Canal. Uh, there's been people that died there. There's people that have been killed there. And there's tweakers up and down that little hill thing. So we're going to see if we can at least, you know, uh, do something with the shit. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, figure it out. And then record it while we're there and then record everything that we're doing and shit. You know what I'm saying? So we can like... You know, you know, record the whole walk the whole damn way so we can be, hey, yo, look at this and look at that and then look at how filthy this water is. Thank you, Mayor, for helping clear this up. <laughs> nah, but dig, though. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm open to all that, you know what I'm saying? And then we can just do, we can go from there, you know, we could even have, like, general discussions, semi questions and shit, you know what I mean? general discussions and shit like that you know what i mean because i'm open to the shit now you know what i mean 
I don't, you know, I, I, it's not that I don't have any ideas. It's just, you know, I'm just trying to take a new approach to these things. Because, you know, regardless on what happens, I'm going to keep this show 100% motherfucking negative. You motherfuckers know that already. You know what I'm saying? There ain't no love on this shit. Well, there is a little bit. There's heart. But there ain't no fucking, you know what I'm saying? But dig, though. So hit me up and let me know, okay? Uh, let's see another news. Um, that's about it. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm trying to think, dude. You guys want to hear some fuck-offs? Yeah, we'll go into some fuck-offs, but then I got something else to talk about. This week's fuck off only goes off to one specific group, the new entitled kids. Now, I'm not saying, you know, that blah, blah, blah. I didn't get, I'm not saying I didn't get a little help along the way. Don't get me wrong, you know what I'm saying? But I am humble for what I was used, for for what I was uh, gifted, I should say. However, y'all motherfuckers are so entitled to, what, everything? I'm not talking about, you know, first place in line. I'm not talking about whatever. I'm not talking about getting a new car. I'm talking about straight up everything. You motherfuckers are entitled to everything. Wow, dude. That's crazy. You know, in all my years, you know what I mean? I never met such a such a hostile and optimistic group of fuckheads that feel the need that the world needs to give them everything that they ask for simply due to the fact that they exist. Now, personally, if that's going to be your fucking mentality, then you can go straight fuck yourself, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, legitimately, you are not, you know, you are, you're never going to see whatever. You're never going to get through it. So, therefore, I don't know why the hell you, whatever, bitching and about all this other stupid shit that happens around you. I don't know how that's going to benefit you in the long run. Because, straight up. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you, I don't know. They tell you motherfuckers to get a job and you say, what for? They tell you motherfuckers to do blah, blah, blah. And you say, I don't need to. And yeah, so you got problems. Sure, why not? You know what I mean? We all got our habits and shit. But at the same time, you got to quit acting like a baby and quit acting like all this shit goes directly to you. It should go directly to you because you are born at this time, at this time in this generation, in this year, this blah, blah, blah. So think about that before next time you try to tell me how to run my fucking life, you little cunt rag. Because believe that, you don't know shit about me. All right. And no, I ain't your homie. I ain't your, I'm not blah, blah, blah. I ain't shit to you because I ain't going to be backing you up either. You run your mouth again. You get slapped. You know what I'm saying? You get slapped. You, you. I, I'm gonna tell how it happened, motherfucker. You know what I mean? I ain't gonna fucking pull punches because I'm. A, you think I'm afraid of you? Get the fuck out of here! I'm gonna tell you exactly how it went down. You started arguing with that girl you claim you're in love with. Next thing you know, she slaps you across the face in front of everybody. Everybody starts laughing. You get embarrassed, so you pull her by the fucking hair. Pull her by the fucking hair. Your brother comes and cold cocks you in the side of your fucking head. You drop down like a fucking piece of shit that you is. 
that makes you a man because you want to beat up your girl, go ahead, do it. Do it, but don't fucking be mad when somebody else goes up there and fucking socks you in the goddamn throat for it either. Don't be acting like a little bitch. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker, grow up, man. You're like six foot ten. You know what I mean? You're like six foot ten, six foot twelve, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You know, grow up. And if you got something to say to me, motherfucker, bring it up, bitch. I ain't got nothing. To, I had nothing against you before, motherfucker. And you're over here trying to start shit, trying to spread some fucking rumors, put my name in your fucking mouth. What the fuck I ever do to you, motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? You know who the fuck you is. Don't don't fucking deny it. So what? You're bigger and taller than me. What the fuck are you gonna do, man? What are you gonna do? I'll stand on the fucking chair and I'll tell you straight up. Fuck you. You know what I mean? Go fuck yourself. I ain't got shit to fucking prove to you. Who the fuck are you? You're my fucking dad now. I gotta take order from you, motherfucker. Get the fuck out of here, bitch. Like I said, man, you want to be fucking acting tough. Your woman hits you and you, you you pull her you pull her by the fucking hair. Your brother comes and knocks you the fuck out for being that shit. And your brother straight up yelled at your stupid ass when you fucking came to. Remember, bitch? Remember, motherfucker? Yeah, motherfucker. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Your brother went up to you. He's like, uh-uh, we're not going to have that shit. We we already seen that shit too much. Remember growing up, dad and him? It ain't none of my business, but he put it out there. I'm just quoting what he said. Remember how dad used to get? Now you're turning into him? Yeah, motherfucker. Listen to your own blood, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Get the fuck out of here. Go fuck yourself. And that is the fuck off of the week. Because if I keep going, I'm going to just get mad. Anyway, I'm going to play you a song by a fallen hero. Uh, recently, he had passed away. Sean Larson, a.k.a. Menacide, one of Detroit's. I think he's from Yeah, well, the murder mitten, you know what I mean? Michigan's son. Uh, fucking horrorcore, hardcore gangster rap legend from Michigan. Straight up died this weekend. And uh, yeah, I mean, of all of everyone in the horrorcore scene, even if you didn't like it that much, you know, when all the little factions started falling apart, and only the few that stood around stuck around, Menacida was always holding it down and doing his own thing. You know what I mean? And he was always bringing his own unique twist to the horrorcore game. And for that, he'll be missed because I was always a fan of his. Uh, you know what I mean? Even, you know, from fucking... The first one I ever... I'm not going to be like, oh, I was listening to him way back. Nah, man. The first one I ever heard from him was Knuckle Up. Then I heard Drugs. Then the Pyrex. And then the 13%... Was it 13%? It's been a long time. I'm sorry. I just remember his solo stuff, really. The Heavy Hitters. Remember the Heavy Hitters? Uh, all that stuff. I remember the prequel. The prequel mixtape. I'm going to play one song from there. This is one of my favorite songs from his. Up... Uh, you know what? No, I'm not going to play that one. I'll play that one for later. I'm going to play one song from him right now. Holy shit. Hold on. Sorry. Sorry. I, I just... Something caught me at the corner of my eye. I'm like, what the hell is that? You know what I mean? But anyways. Yeah, this is actually a song from Knuckle Up. It's a song called What Want to, you Want You to Hate Me. It's one of my favorite tracks from Menacide. And like I said, you know, throughout, through, through and through this hardcore, you know, this horrorcore scene, everybody either, either all the, the labels were falling... Or, or some of them that were still rising, some of them that rose, some of them that blah, blah, blah. Uh, Menacide was always that one dude that was keeping it going. You know what I mean? He had, he was, he kept the scene alive. Even if he had to do it by himself, he was doing it. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, uh, this one's for you, Menacide. You know what I mean? Rest in peace, big homie, because you were the, you were the real one, man. You were the, 
probably the last fucking last fucking uh, horrorcore pioneers out there in Michigan, you know. And without you, you know, a lot of the, lot, lot of the sound wouldn't be heard, you know what I mean? You know, you brought your own style. You know, you did stuff with McNasty, who's actually living out here in Arizona now. You know, St. Cena. I mean, I can go on and on and on, but I won't, you know what I mean? Because, you know, you had to either be there or you didn't. You know what I'm saying? And um, if you respect the man, cool. If not, well, then you don't. You know what I mean? I'm not going to fucking argue with anybody about that shit. You know, the way I just argued about that motherfucker talking shit and being a fucking big old sissy and then getting beat up by his girl. But dig, though. This one's for you, man. Aside, uh, rest in peace, big homie. This one's want you to hate me. Hey, I never claimed to want everybody that listens to my music to be a fan. I make this shit for a select few. So if you ain't down with it, then fuck you, because I don't want you down anyways. Yo, you can label me a wigger And say that I just wanna be, be black. black Because my pants are falling off of my ass And I can spit raps You can tell your whole neighborhood my shit's whack Talk a lot of shit behind my back and do a diss track You can smash my CD in the streets And scream it out to the top of your lungs The man inside's weak And you can go up to 50 people you know Tell them all my shit's whack and help me sell 50 more And you can walk up to every light post in the city Rip down my poster and tell them my shit's gritty And you can diss me on the internet Internet and websites, but it will not put a stop to the way I rip mics. And you can tell me to my face, I never get a deal. I never get signed, I'm never gonna see a meal. I want you to run my name in the mud so you can give me a reason to transform into a fucking thug. I want you to hate me, I need you to hate me. I want you to outcast and separate me. I want you to try and stop what I'm doing. I love it when you give me the passion to keep pursuing. I want you to tell the world that I'm whack. I want you to talk shit behind my back I need for you to jump up and start dissing I need the fire that feeds my ambitions yo, yo. You can show up to my concert with a ball bat Hop on the mic and say that I'm about to get my balls cracked You can tell your kids I'm a bad influence And warn your daughter that I'm a womanizer that likes screwing You can spread a rumor all over the town That I knocked up six bitches and I got six kids now You can tell the police that I'm a menace And get a petition to shut my show down in Venice And you can send me 50 emails of protest Blah, 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 man aside your protest You can bitch about some lyrics I ain't wrote yet Go ahead, mama Dad, I love it when you protest I love it when you get upset and try to fade me Start calling me crazy, I want you to hate me I want you to be obsessed with what I do And make a fucking ass out of yourself because your life's miserable I want you to hate me, I need you to hate me I want you to outcast and separate me I want you to try and stop what I'm doing I love it when you give me the passion to keep pursuing I want you to tell the world that I'm whack I want you to talk shit behind my back I need for you to jump up and start dissing I need the fire that feeds my ambition Yo, I want you to jump up and say my style's wrong So you can give me the ambition to record another song I need you to keep speaking my name Until the name Menacide is stuck in everybody's brain I need for you to bootleg my track So you can promote the fucking shit out of me, dog. I need that I want you to say I sound like hell When you ain't never had the ambition to do this shit yourself I want 
shoot and steal my dish from the store So I can run out right quick and press up a thousand more I need for you to burn my studio down So I can start with a clean slate and build it from the ground I want you to start confusing the drama So I can make enough cash to take care of my mama I want you to fucking spit in my face And admit it like a man that it's all about my race I want you to hate me, I need you to hate me I want you to outcast and separate me I want you to try and stop what I'm doing I love it when you give me the passion to keep pursuing I want you to tell the world that I'm whack I want you to talk shit behind my back I need for you to jump up and start dissing I need the fire that feeds my ambitions I want you to hate me, I need you to hate me I want you to outcast and separate me I want you to try and stop what I'm doing I love it when you give me the passion to keep pursuing I want you to tell the world that I'm whack I want you to talk shit behind my back I need for you to jump up and start dissing I need the fire that feeds my ambitions That was Want You To Hate Me by Metacide. One of my favorite tracks from the man himself. May he rest peacefully. May you rest peacefully, Sean Lawson. For you were one of the true. All right. So I've been promising this all month. Well, let's get to it. This is the episode third. Well, the third installment of the hip-hop conspiracy ice what nah, nah, don't even go with the iceberg let's just say the hip-hop conspiracy theories uh everybody knows you know i did the first one about fucking uh triple six mafia and the memphis rap sigils after that i did bone thugs in harmony which happened to be one of the most boring fucking research projects i had and now this one this one's a big one let me take a sip of this old stuff <sighs> no sugar <laughs> Not a big one. So here it is. First off, we're gonna get into it. Big Pharma and its hands in the cookie jar known as hip hop. Now, before we get into that, let's just go back to one of the biggest ties to this story, and we're gonna talk about that just for a little bit, just a little bit, because you know it's. You know, it's a little convoluted. The Little Peep Subversion. Now, I'm going to break it down, but I'm going to do it as fast as I can because I don't want to give it too much time. You know, I don't have any hate towards Little Peep, but let's just say, you know, bleh. Uh, let's see. Okay, so basically there's a, a big old conspiracy theory going on about how Little Peep was actually set up and murdered rather than Odin. Now, it was said that he OD'd on fentanyl, thinking that it was Xanax. Turns out it was actually Fent, blah, blah, blah. Therefore, he sets the whole world of the new age hip-hop on fire. People are going nuts. People are all over the place. I remember hearing about it, really. I saw him in concert like a week before, which is crazy. But, you know, we, uh, anyway, we, he died here in Tucson. Well, I'm not, well, you know, he died here in Arizona in Tucson. Uh, went live or whatever before talking about I just took some Xanax and then we're gonna get ready to go on the road. Da, 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 da. Now, with that, it turns out he died, and there's graphic video of him doing the death, the, the death, the, the gurgle, the growl, the death growl. I don't know. 
Uh, it was thought that he was playing around. Turns out it was actually him doing the death hum. And therefore, everyone who was actually making jokes on the tour with him wound up making a fatal mistake by making fun of what they thought was happening. That could have happened to any of us, really. I mean, both the OD and the mistake. You know what I mean? You don't expect somebody to die five minutes after you see them. You know what I'm saying? But that's where, you know, that's the thing. Now, people are saying that it was a setup by a number of things. You know what I mean? Uh, the girl who sold him the dope. I think it was a girl or whoever sold him the dope. You know, purposely laced the shit with Xanax, you know, the whole pill presses and all that other stuff. You know how it goes. Uh, yeah, so motherfuckers is like, you know, they're saying, no, that was a complete and elaborate setup. Therefore, there was people targeting him. There was another one. This is actually the weird one that the alt-right, the alt-right wanted him dead. Because he was becoming such a Marxist and a socialist or whatever the hell. I don't even I don't even know what the fuck the terms are anymore. But, you know, it's all the buzzwords you kids like to say. Don't forget the term ignorant. He was not ignorant because anyone who didn't like his music was, was ignorant. So, therefore, it's ignorant for anybody to assume that there was an ignorant meaning behind the ignorant words uttered by the alt-right because of their ignorance or the alt-left because of their ignorance. Because all Marxists... And all this other shit, you know, ignorance, obviously, because, you know, you got to be ignorant to be ignorant, you know what I mean? Ignorant, 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 ignorant. See, doesn't that get irritating? It's like with YouTube, when motherfuckers, like, on the haunted channels and shit, they say the word disturbing every, like, 10 seconds. The most disturbing thing about this video is this. And it shows, like, a clip of, like, Courage the Cowardly Dog and that girl with the violin or that trumpet when he's like, you're not perfect. This is the most disturbing thing I've ever seen in my life. Because without this, blah, 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 I would have never discovered disturbing media if I had not done this or looked into this. Because if that, if not for me going out of my way to find this disturbing content, how many people else are disturbed by it when real, when really you look at the retrospects of it all and you think about it all, how many kids were really disturbed by the nature of this? Here's a show from Nickelodeon called The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Keep an eye out on Artie, the world's strongest man. His disturbing behavior could be linked to mental illness and he could be a special case. You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of shit I'm getting at. You know what I mean? I'm sick of that. I'm sick of hearing that. You know what I mean? Ignorant and disturbing. Internet people, learn some new words. Pick up a fucking dictionary if you assholes are so fucking educated. You know what I'm saying? But dig though. So... We got that. Okay, so Little Peep was a setup uh, by the... He was set up by the alt-right. I don't know. He was set up by a girl. I don't know. Well, I mean, obviously, I don't know. I don't even know. They, they said a girl sold the pills to him. That's the thing. Or she gave them to him or something. I don't know. Really. I can't really say. Uh, like I said, I have anything against the kid either. You know, me and him, I had a lot in common, if you know what I mean. Uh... Uh, his music was pretty cool, I guess, you know what I mean? I, I'm not his biggest fan, you know what I mean? He ain't no fucking slayer for me, but I can see how people can like him. I mean, I, I'll put it to you this way. This might be a controversial claim because of the whole juggalo scene and shit, but I'd rather listen to about three or four 
little peep mixtapes and albums back to back before I pick up one Tech Nine CD. Just saying, man. Now, yeah. I mean, well, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But anyways, yeah. Plus that song Tears is. I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty good. But dig. So we got that going. So was little piece set up? I don't know. But you know, what are the possibilities that you know the whole big pharma thing comes into play? See, because it was well known that Peep was, in fact, uh, an avid drug user. You know, be it pot, be it pills, be it cocaine, be it... I don't know if he drank. I doubt it. Maybe. I don't know. Point is, what if this whole thing about Big Pharma is true? Having a hand at hip-hop. And let's say... I don't know, man. What if there's some kind of, like, weird Illuminati type shit where, like... Not necessarily shapeshifters and all that shit, but let's just say that... They got the big idea of who, who's who, who's where, and what's, what are they doing. So therefore, they can put their hands on certain things when people aren't looking. So who's to say, let's just say for for instance, that the girl that sold, the alleged girl that sold the pills to Peep or gave them to Peep, had left a bag somewhere, didn't think anything of it. Suddenly it was switched out when she wasn't looking, and therefore there was the poison pills. That killed people ultimately, giving Big Pharma an uh, an upper hand at saying, "Okay, quit fucking glamorizing our shit." Because first off, you blah blah blah. I mean, let's just say they're ultra defensive, like Catholic. I'm not uh, like Christian, like you know what I mean. By saying if you're gonna keep constantly promoting our our our, our use, our our product or whatever, our medicine. If you're going to keep pushing it as a spiritual, not a spiritual, a, uh, what do you call that? Like, uh, I don't know, you're going to use our medicine to like martyr them and then show people that abuse is not a big issue. Then maybe you should be the one that's been set example of. So therefore, the fent or whatever that killed Peep turns out it was you know uh how you say purposely done by someone working for big pharma i don't know but there is no doubt that big pharma has its hands in not necessarily its hands but like it has been made it has been addressed in hip-hop in history let's just leave it at that you know popping pills popping you know all this other shit uh, what else is there? Um, fucking, what do you call that shit? Back in the day, back in like the the DJ Screw days, you know, codeine, promethazine, you know what I mean? Prometh with codeine, promethazine. People were abusing that shit. Lean is what we call it, you know what I mean? People were abused. That's big pharma, isn't it? Right? More or less, yeah. I mean, it comes out the pharmacy, you know what I mean? And people are fucking paying for it. And then they get, maybe, I don't know, man. Maybe the same thing happened with DJ Screw, you know what I mean? One day he was mixing, and then next thing you know, he's found dead because he's as a codeine overdose, overdose. And then people are like, "Okay, well, uh, where was he getting all this cough syrup?" Big pharma. I mean, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. You know what I mean? Even if he bought it illegally, somebody had had to have gotten it. You know what I mean? So therefore, like I said, though, I mean, maybe they have that weird agenda that if you keep abusing our shit, we're gonna kill you. And it just brings me, you know, the whole thing. I mean, like I said, you know, Peep, his death brought a lot of, like, unwanted unity, in a sense, to the the current hip-hop scene. 
Whereas people that didn't even like him were actually showing tribute to him as well. You know what I mean? Like motherfuckers like like Existentacion who also died around the same time. If not the, the, the no, Existentacion died the year afterwards. He was gunned down. That had nothing to do with big big pharma or uh, you know or any of that shit. But it you know it definitely raises an eyebrow. You know what I mean? That you know some shit shit that is out there. You know what I mean? Uh, let's see what else. I'm trying to think, you know, because there's been, you know, like, I mean, let's pretend that, yes, they do have a hand in the hip-hop scene, but look at all the influence it has on it. Come on, Lil Xan, and then the, the tattoos that they all got, and then look at, like, nowadays, because, like, now, you know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not one to compare or whatever, but it's just, like, hip-hop basically became the new punk rock, whereas, like, you know, Hip-hop was always clean and pressed and pretty. Now it's all grungy, gross, and dirty. You know what I mean? And just like, you know, punk rock used to be, now it's all preppy, rockabilly, clean-cut fuck faces. Whom I hate. I still hate you motherfuckers regardless. Punk rock, you can suck my dick. And you guys went for that. But before that, you were all these dirty-ass motherfuckers, ugly-ass motherfuckers, dirty motherfuckers. You know all that shit. You guys sucked ass either way, you know what I mean? It's just that you motherfuckers change roles, you know what I mean? I used to compare the new hip-hop scene to, um, what do you call that, new metal. But then looking into it, it's not really new metal, it's more punkish. Which is fine because, you know, stay the fuck away from metal anyway. Even if it is new metal, who I, I fucking hate with all my heart. Even if it is that, I'd rather have that than fucking punk rock around me. I'm just saying, dude, I don't want to sound like a dick, but I have to be at sometimes. But you know what I mean? Like, even the grungiest, nastiest motherfuckers out there are part of the scene, you know what I mean? Motherfuckers coming out looking like straight bums with face tats and all this shit. And then they have, like, fucking... All their social media, they have pills on their tongue. Even if, you know, even if it's a fake pill, it's just the fact that you can see that there is influence from Big Pharma and all that other shit, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, like... Maybe that thing on my tongue isn't necessarily... Maybe it's just a cert. I don't know, do they still make certs? All right, let's just, let's just, maybe that thing on my tongue is an Altoid, but if I bite a certain way, it might look like a pill. Then I can, everybody be like, oh, look at him, he's taking pills on camera, woo-hoo, and shit, you know what I'm saying? That, that's what I'm getting at, you know what I mean? So, there is no doubt that there is somewhat of an influence of it in the current hip-hop scene. You know, even like, even Lean still makes his presence known here and there, you know what I mean? Like, uh... I'm not dissing him because I'm a big fan of him, but, you know, remember, like, the early Chris Travis tracks when he talked about, you know, why you sipping so much, bitch, don't tell me about my kidneys, you know what I mean? Shit like that. Pineapple with activists, you know what I mean? It, it was just, yeah, it's drug abuse, but, you know, it, it's there, you know what I mean? It, it's, it's always been there, you know what I mean? And it's just, like, like... It's, it's gotten to that point where, like, you know, like, what is it? They, uh, that new fucking, what do you call this? That new opiate that they came out with, like, what is it? I don't even know what the fuck it's called. But they're promoting that, too. Uh, popping reds, popping blues, popping molly, popping all this other shit. You know what I mean? So the pill culture is here to stay. Believe that. You know, not, not too long ago, even though it has nothing to do with pill culture, but... Uh, Slim Jesus, you guys remember that guy? That guy that looks like Eminem with Down Syndrome? Yeah, that guy, he, uh, fucking... He... <laughs> uh, he, he released a photo on social media of him, like, 
with a bag of heroin or meth or something and there was a syringe with it and he was like all proud of himself and then the, the community was like hey yo you know you can't be doing that you can't be promoting that dude the fuck man we got family that died from that shit and you're over here all proud about having it come on dude grow up and ever since then he kind of just disappeared so that kind of raises some questions for me because personally i just don't know what to think but you know i'd be lying if i said that drug culture wasn't always in hip-hop you know what i mean because it's always been there you know what i mean even like you know even like the anti-drug songs from back in the day you guys remember uh grandmaster flash and the furious five is that what they're called i don't know the guys that made the message they made that song white lines you know the, the song about don't do cocaine because it's gonna fuck you up and if you don't and if you start start to do it you, you you just fuck yourself up in the long run you know what i mean and then yeah so we got that to look at and as long as some rapper out there is promoting let's say an album let's say an album called i got a pocket full of zans and he's on the he's on the i got a pocket full of xanax he's on the cover with a bag full of xanax people are gonna be like oh yeah i need to give me some xanax you know what i mean so are they are they um, are they in charge of the mumble rap shit i don't know but they definitely haven't have its influence out there in it around it it don't matter how you call it that's that the shit is there and the shit will probably be there for a long time you know what i mean you can have like a billion rappers come out and say oh yeah fuck xanax it's not going to mean a fucking thing at the end because or fuck pills that because there's gonna be more of them than there are of us and there are of you now I ain't, I ain't gonna lie you know what i mean like it is a little scary nowadays because nowadays everybody is so freely walking around talking about their drug use whether it's rampant or mild you know what i'm saying and and out here we got like a fucking alley full of assholes that are smoking blues all night you know what i'm saying the fent whatever the fuck it is you know what i'm saying and and the cops ain't gonna do shit the mayor ain't gonna do shit nobody's gonna do shit you know what i mean so why the fuck should blah 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 you know what i'm saying but at the same time you know it's kind of worrisome you know what i mean because then you get to that point where like if you're a parent you're afraid to send your kid to school alone because you don't know what the fuck or who the fuck is lurking around anymore you know what i mean and yeah so even if big pharma doesn't have a lot to do with the with the uh well i mean this is my personal theory even if big pharma isn't necessarily uh funneling its funds into the current hip-hop scene i do believe that they are a big a big 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 factor in keeping the nwo running you know what i mean and of course you know the new world order and all that shit you know what i mean they keep producing the fence and all you know it didn't, it didn't just come out of the fucking sky you know i mean come on you fuckers ain't that dense i mean even if you even if you're the type that's proudly saying that you voted for joe biden or you know believe in you know what i mean that this change is good or whatever or believe in optimism you're not you're seriously not that mentally unfit to honestly believe that that this shit came out of nowhere come on dudes you know what i mean even if it came from china i mean it had to come from somewhere you know what i'm saying but dig so yeah we go we're, 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 we're there now yeah it, it took a lot of lives you know, big pharma, and it, it, it damaged a lot of people. Believe it. But uh, I'll share you guys. I'll share with you guys my personal thing. For a long while, I was doing a lot of fucking painkillers, like hard, nasty painkillers. Uh, fucking anything with a V. 
anything really as long was it oxy 80s oxy 30s all that shit you know what i mean i don't even remember it was just such it was such a blur now it's all such a blur but it was a long fucking hard road keeping up with this bullshit now i'm not gonna blame the doctors or anyone like that because you know it was my personal thing you know i chose to take as many uh, many tablets as i did you know what i mean because you know it's just you know there was just so freely available if anything i'll just accuse the doctor and all that other bullshit of that the pharmacist and all that shit i'll accuse them of making it so readily available you know what i mean i just had to walk in there and say hey motherfucker i got hat burning they will give me a prescription for at least three or four fucking rounds which i would go through in less than less than a whole month you know what i'm saying a whole two-month supply would end in like a week Okay, that's the kind of shit. And then I would just go back there and then take more. You know what I mean? It wasn't a fucking thing. You know what I mean? I'm not proud of it. And like I said, I'm not blaming the doctor because he didn't tell me, hey, Joe, here, take a fucking handful at a time. No, it was my fucking fault. Yeah, I'll admit that. Okay. Nowadays, you know, I have a little bit of damage here and there. You know what I mean? I'm not going to get into full detail, but I'll admit, yeah, if, if I fucked up. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm above anyone, but at least I stopped flaunting it. You know what I mean? I'm sober at least off the pills you know what i mean it's it's been a long fucking you know it's a it's been a nasty road because you know of everything that was the hardest thing to kick that was the nastiest habit to to just get rid of you know what i mean because it was just such fucking awful shit you know what i mean but i got over it you know what i mean and now i don't even think about even like right now talking about it because i know how like some people are so easily triggered they say you know if you talk about it you're you're liable to get somebody to blah 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 and like honestly i just feel that that's for the weak-minded but that's just me uh i've been talking this whole time and i've been reading this whole time about the whole fucking big pharma pills and all this other shit reading the familiar names that i saw apart from xanax and vicodin and all this other shit you know i was looking back into it and i'm like you know reading about this it's not i don't even feel like a little temptation to go get something you know what i mean oh and i like to backtrack a tad Eminem, Eminem was also a person who talked a lot about the the prescription drug abuse. Uh, his song "Marshall Matters," when he says uh, about his mom's pills, he goes, "Where the fuck you think I picked up the habit? Just go into her bedroom and just lift up the mattress." You know what I mean? And you know, and of course, you know, his first CD had like two broken Vicodins on the on the on the disc art. So, you know, the influence is all there. It's just whether you picked up on it or not, you know what I mean? It's like it, it got to the point where like where uh, what's his name? Dr. Dre's The Chronic and then The Chronic 2001. It got to the point where both of those records seem like some square shit. Whereas everyone who like you know, pop pills, do this, do that, have your fun, and yeah, I'll admit that a lot of the potheads around me are fucking annoying, you know what I mean, hey, give me some blunts, I need weed, I need weed, I need blunts, I need weed, you know, your motherfuckers are just as annoying, if not more annoying than the average, you know, crack addict, but at least I can tolerate you motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying, at least you're not, you know, whatever, you know what I mean, you're not putting yourself at major risk from anything apart from getting punched in the throat by me. But that's just between you and me if you annoy me that much. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not and another thing, I'm not a tough guy either. 
It's just when I'm pushed so much, a guy can only take so much, right? Come on, we can agree with that, right? Oh, wait, you, I'm assuming that you're assuming that I'm a man. Fuck, man. Isn't that some kind of controversy and shit? I don't know, dude. I don't know, man. But dig. All, and the thing is, like, I brought it up earlier in the com- in the whole convoluted conversation that I just had with myself. But I brought it up that, you know, the abuse and the promotion and the heaviness of either or could result in you getting killed. We got DJ Screw. We got, you know, Lil P. We got a bunch of other names out there that have overdosed, whether they want to admit it or not. Uh, we got, but, but the thing is, you know, it's funny because... Everyone from the Triple Six Mafia could have OD'd on fucking, you know, uh, Lean. Same thing with UGK. Same thing with DJ Screw. Same thing with, you know, fucking Lil Peep, uh, Schema Posse, Suicide Boy, Bones. I could go on and on and on. Lil Zen. All right. And the rest of the fucking world, especially you Hollywood worshiping cocksuckers out there, will be like, well, you know what? That was their choice. They chose to do that. They deserve to get killed the way they die. Shame on those young men and women for doing that. Right? Then that fucking, what the hell, that man lady, whatever the hell it is. uh, uh, What the fuck's his name? Uh, Demi Lovardo. That motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Uh, He or whatever it is, ODs on heroin and everybody wants to fucking suddenly just jump up and down. No, we have an epidemic. A pretty girl fucking overdose. Right. Well, if it was a bunch of other fucking kids, I'm not trying to bring race into this shit either because I don't even think that Demi Lovato, whatever the fuck it is, uh, I don't even think that motherfucker is even white. At least I don't think it is. Uh, I think that motherfucker is Latino, Latina, Latinx, or whatever the fuck you idiots want to be called nowadays. I'm not saying that against Latinos. I'm just talking about the mainstream media, you know, the fucking, the easily offended types, you fucking snowflake fuckass bitches. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anyway... Yeah, you know what I mean? You motherfuckers get all mad. But when it's like some real folks, like, you know, like the, like like anyone else, you know, just regular fucking homies, you know what I mean? Even like entertainer, like even like a rapper or, or, or a, a metalhead or even a fucking uh, any, anything. Anyone else that would have fucking had a heroin overdose, they would have said it's their choice. They, they chose that lifestyle. But when it's that Demi Lovato motherfucker, oh, we have an epidemic. We we really need to start focusing on this drug culture shit because you know what these kids we don't need stuff like this to happen. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? You can go fuck yourself if that's your fucking mentality. Go fuck yourself right now and please, please, please take your time doing so so I can warm up and come and fuck you up even worse with my words, motherfucker. Believe that. But dig though, this brings me back to the whole crime and punishment. I mean the. Abuse and punishment, I should say. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I happen to read a lot, you know what I mean? And I, I remember reading the uh, the book by Philip K. Dick. It's a, song, uh, it's a book called A Scanner Darkly. It got made into a movie later on, but let's just talk about the story, right? So the story goes as this. It's like basically... You know, I'm gonna give you a re- I'm gonna give you the quickest synopsis about the book as I can. I mean, you know what I mean? But anyways, it's gonna be like this. So basically, fucking what happens is... Is... Uh, it, this guy named Bob Arthur is like, uh, it's like he's like a dealer, 
but he's also an undercover cop or something like that, right? And they wear this thing called the scramble suit, and the scramble suit hides who they are. No matter where they are, it's just like it's constantly moving. It's a shifting blur, but you can see it's like humans. You know what I mean? Like you can see like you know corner of the face, and then the, another one that changes. You know, then that that that. It's never it never it's never whole. In other words, so. As this is going down, you know, they're like saying, you know, they're talking to all the whole political types and the TV types and all that other, the mainstream media and all this other shit. They're talking to them, telling them, hey, yo, you know, we're, we 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 got this. We have this war on drugs, man. We, we, we need to blah, blah, blah. And it's funny because they have such a controlling, um, they have such control, I should say, over everything that these people are saying to the point that like, he starts going off script because, you know, well, first off, Bob Arthur is burned out from the beginning. You know what I mean? He's he's doing. OK, I'll get to the substance when I get there. But he's doing so much of this drug. Let's call substance. Ah, fuck it, let's just talk about it. It's called substance, substance D. And it's basically they call it death. And it's more or less. It's just uh, it's pills. And it's a strong, very strong, very addictive chemical. And it comes from a from a from a little blue plant. Uh, you know what I mean? Similar to heroin, I guess. That's the best way I could put it. But basically, he said, like, he's like, he goes off the script and he goes, if you were a diabetic and you needed money for insulin, would you steal to get the money or would you rather just die? And immediately his superior jumps on him and he goes, nah, 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 you're going off script. Come on, no, 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 no. We we need you to stay on script. But if you don't, blah blah blah, uh, you're gonna have to answer to us later on. And his response was more or less, "I hate this shit." You know why? Because this is the sh- this is this is the kind of shit that gets people hooked on this shit to begin with. He goes, "Come on, man, just read it and get it over with." So anyway, you know, then you know you start you start seeing all the characters in his life, his, uh, his the people he believes are friends. They're all addicts. They're all paranoid. They're all crazy. You know what I mean? Uh, one of them is always scheming. Yeah, Jim Barris, he's always scheming behind everyone's back. You know, he's like, he thinks he's at least, you know, five steps ahead of everyone when in fact he's no, I mean, well, yeah, in a way he is because he's doing a lot of shit behind closed doors to hide things, to do all this shit. As the story progresses, you start realizing that Bob Arthur once had a regular life with the wife and kids and all that shit. Traded it all in because he was a junkie. He chose that life, you know, he chose to be a junkie. He got rid of everything. Now, as he's becoming throughout the novel, he's getting more and more burned out to the point that, you know, they take him to this like neurological testing type uh, type of situation and he fails everything. And at the end, it comes to the conclusion that only two of his brain cells remain lit. You know, what I mean, more or less two. That's sad because at that point, he's just catatonic because he used so much of the of the of the drug. And, you know, he's over here going on about how he's undercover and all this other shit. And as it turns out, the uh, the department finds that, all right, well, we're, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to tax your next check. We're going to tax it really hard. What for? And he's all like, well, because, because you became an addict while you were on duty. He goes, but doesn't don't don't I have to at least know what it's about before I, you know, whatever, you know, before I actually get in on trading and selling it and all this other shit. And he's all like, no, nobody put a gun to your head and told you to take it. 
And that's, that brings up another controversial thing. Again, like I said earlier, is it a choice or a disease? You know what I'm saying? But they, so it winds up happening. They take him to his rehab. And the girl that he was digging on the whole throughout, all throughout the fucking book, there's one girl named Donna Hawthorne. He's been digging on her, but she's like a real hardcore coke addict or she's just really paranoid. She, she's obviously been, obviously been traumatized at one point or another. So she doesn't want him to, to, to be physical with her at all. Even like hugging or hand holding or whatever. Finds out that she's actually the, the, the agent that was monitor, monitoring him in the scramble suit. So in other words, the whole time he was basically set up from the beginning. And finally, when he gets to that rehab facility, everyone's harassing him. And, you know, it's it's just at that point in the book, he can't really talk at all. You know, I mean, he could talk, but he's like what he does is he just repeats the last words of any of whatever anyone says. So if I walked up to him and I said, all right, Bob, this is where you're going to stay. I hope you like it. And he would just say, I like it. You know, what I mean, that, he just gets that catatonic and shit. Anyway. Way at the very end, he, he's working at this uh, farm. I think it's, yeah, he's working at a farm. And at this farm, he basically, he kneels down and he sees the blue flower, which is, in fact, Substance D. He compares this to the, to the drug planting back when, you know, fucking weed and all that shit was a big deal. Like, you see, like, like cornfields at the top, but in the bottom, you'd see, you know, weed that the farmers in Mexico were, were, were secretly, you know, uh, harvesting. Same thing with this, you know, you see tall stalks of corn, but on the bottom, you see that little blue flower and that little blue flower happens to be substance death. And he sees it and he goes, he's just looking at it. He's like, yo, what the hell? What's going on? And that's when like the director of the, the, well, the, the, the rehab center is called New Path. That's when the director of New Pat walks up to him and he goes, "Oh yeah, you're looking at the at the at the at the plan of the future." He just starts laughing, and he's all like, "Oh no 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 no, get off your knees, quit worshiping your your former idol. That's not gonna do anything for you. You already had too much of a good thing." And as it turns out, he realizes that New Pat was behind the whole everything the whole time. They're and like I said, you know, like Big Pharma, same thing, you know, they, they're behind all this shit so they can get people to go back to rehab or just die off altogether. You know what I'm saying? You know, substance, substance D is not much more different than the fentanyl pills that they're smoking now. You know what I mean? It's just now it's just so much. It's so readily available and everyone can get it. And with this, rather than trying to profit off of everyone for the rehab thing. You know, this is just, this is just a slow fucking. It's a pill-shaped genocide, and everyone is involved, and everyone is a potential victim, whether you know it or not. You don't know what the hell you're getting anymore. You know what I mean? It used to be you could go to a store, you can go to a fucking restaurant, order a hamburger, and you know you'd be like, okay, cool, I got myself a hamburger. Turns out nowadays. You go to the store, you get yourself a hamburger, you find out that the meat is 50% beef and the rest of it is mush. Mush made from the grease that is found on the fryer late in the morning, the morning after the night before. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't cleaned, but it looked enough to be made. 
that's the kind of shit that's going on right now. New Path is Big Pharma. And everyone and anything is involved. You know what I mean? Now, but now, like, see, I don't know where the, I don't know where any rehab is. Well, I mean, there's a couple of them around here. I don't know what the vacancy on them is. And in a society where nobody wants to work, who the hell can afford it? I mean, I don't think Medicaid, Medicare, and all that other garbage is going to fucking take care of it. They're going to bring up the argument then. Well, it was their choice. It wasn't a, it wasn't a disease. We don't view it as a choice. We view it, no, we don't view it as a, a disease. We use it, view it as a choice. So we bring that whole argument back over to us. Then we're just sitting there thinking to ourselves, all right, so one half of the world saying it's a disease, the other half of the world saying it's not. You know what I mean? It's dangerous ground, really, and we're all potential victims because we don't know what the fuck's gonna happen from here on out. I mean, it's one thing we have to worry about walking around with these stupid fucking masks on all the time nowadays. Another thing, no, you know, martial law could just happen. You know what I mean? Anything and everything, dude. Australia's fucking up. Spain. All this shit, dude. It's all going to collapse eventually, man. This and, and like I said, this is actually the shortest of the conspiracy theories that I've done because, you know, it's really... You really don't really have a lot to talk about apart from the ODs and the fucking and the influence it has over everything. Put it to you this way: if I went by the name of uh, Big Joe, the rapping polar bear, people aren't gonna come and look at me. You know what I mean? Even if I go by Joe the MC, even then, uh, Joey MC, nothing. You know, that's not gonna get me record sales. It's not gonna get me tours. It's not gonna get me any of that shit. It might get, well, it's probably going to get me openly mocked. Shit. Hell, hold on, hold on, I'm sorry. Something went down. I'll get myself openly mocked, sure. But if I name myself Big Pill Papa, the heart stopper, guess what? I probably get top billing at least in Tucson. Well, that tells you something right there. I'm going to end it with this. Not the episode, I'm going to end the segment with this. Next time you think, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, oh, back to the novel, actually. At the very end, you know, like I said, you know, after he finds out that New Path is actually behind the whole drug addiction shit, you know, Big Pharma and all that stuff. After all that shit's done, Philip K. Dick leaves with one note. And he, it's a long dedication where he's like, okay, these are the people... Uh, I used to party with these with my buddies and I wish, you know, for things to have been different. And he says that, you know, he's not above it either because he himself was also looking for a good time as well. And, you know, he's not, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? He's not, um, how you say? I don't know how to, I don't know but like he was I, I don't I don't know what I'm trying uh, anyway point is he says that it's not it's, he said it was a choice doing all the drugs that they did when they were younger he said that they uh, excuse me he said that they 
the best way he could compare it is like he said that it's like kids playing on the street you see one get run over you see one get hit you see some get hurt you see some die you see it all happen yet you still continue to play you should know better by then but you don't because you still want to keep having a good time and that's what you're chasing for a good time that's basically that's basically what he he, he, he chalked it up to chalked it you know what i mean and it's just kind of sad really because that's what it really is in my view as well you know what i mean it's a con like i said it's controversial as hell take sure but is it far from the truth who knows man because everybody has their own perception but all i'm saying is this the whole choice versus virus thing honestly i just think that the virus slash disease take on it is just hollywood nothing more and nothing less you know what i mean they 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 could still influence a lot of motherfuckers in this country and around the world you know what i mean so yeah that that's pretty much my take on the whole big pharma mumble rap current hip-hop scene whatever its influence its plans and you know the whole punishment for 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 anyone you know what i mean it's just kind of it's kind of freaky when you think about it but anyway i'm gonna play you guys a song right quick i'm gonna play you a song by fucking i just heard it it's actually it's uh hold up I'm going to play you this song by Cold World. Alright, this is a pretty decent track. I think you guys like it.
Well, I guess it's time for us to get deep. The real question to ask is, Joey, are you feeling suicidal again? The answer is always. Always. I think about suicide every fucking day of my life. The only thing stopping me is the perfect plan. Now, why do I say things like that? First off, nobody cares. That's the big one. Nobody cares. Secondly, I don't know, man. I just, I just think I, I think I've run, ran my course. You know what I mean? I don't really have a lot to offer this damn world. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, I just don't see the point in lasting too long when, you know, it's, it's never gonna get any better than this. I'm not talking about my life. I'm talking about life in general. You know what I mean? What the stupid mass, the diseases, the fucking thing, the potential hazard you have of breathing. You know what I mean? You breathe, the next thing you know, you're in the fucking hospital. You leave the COVID mask on for more than a minute. Apparently, you get brain damage. Am, am, am I missing something? How accurate am I? How accurate have I been thus far? I mean, I wouldn't even chalk it up to depression. It's more or less, you know, just straight up. Not even fed up either. It's just straight up. You know what I mean? Be honest. You know what I mean? Don't fucking, don't fucking hide behind. Don't hide behind words. You know, don't don't talk in codes, man. Just do your thing, you know what I mean? And that's what I'm doing. I'm not talking in fucking code. I tell you motherfuckers straight up, I want to do it. I just don't know how, when and how and why. Well, I mean, I know why, but I don't know when. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't, I don't know how else to put it. I don't know. I remember. I don't know if I told you guys about this last week, but I had a connection, a real spiritual, a spiritual and serious connection with someone. She actually felt like she actually wasn't lying to me. I'm not gonna put her name out there, but you know, it's just crazy. And I think about you know, I don't know, man, because I don't have any regrets telling anybody to fuck off. I didn't tell her to fuck off though. It's just because she felt genuine. I don't feel that a lot with motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? I know you motherfuckers out there going like, oh, well, I can read your energy and I can honestly say that, you know, with all the books I read on yogiism, I can actually tell you exactly what's wrong with you simply by being around you. Now, if you, if I walk up to you and I say, hello there, how are you doing? And the first thing you tell me is to go fuck yourself. I'm going to know that you're a negative person. That or somebody that doesn't want to be bothered. You know what I mean? You can't really, uh, how you say force your agenda on anybody no matter what the fuck you think besides that's the one thing about your agenda that makes you who you are it makes you different it means you're not gonna go you, you go it means you go against the grain even if you go with the grain you know what i'm saying that the fact that you're being open though is what makes you unique you know what i mean you don't get that a lot nowadays nowadays everybody just wants to blend in and be cool and like I told you motherfuckers a long time ago, optimism to me is a mental, it's a mental, it's a mental health issue. And you gotta be seriously fucked in the head to think anything is good nowadays. But with that said, I'm willing to take off my negative cap for a little while and say something. Something that matters to me, I guess, in a sense. You know, like, I was telling y'all, a while ago that I, I'm rewriting 
uh, an old story of mine. It's not really an old story. It's just a series of shit. You know what I mean? Uh, it's called Cheap Labor, Volume 1, The Happy Years. You know what I mean? Anyway, I found it again. I started reading through it. And I find out, first off, it's way too fucking long. You know what I mean? It's, uh, honestly, it's like 700 pages long of just pure writing. And I ain't gonna lie to you, motherfuckers. 300 of those are on paranoia. At the time, I was extremely paranoid over some shit that happened. Shit that was, oh, shit that happened, shit that was happening, shit that was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? And I, and, you know, you, you, you don't sleep a lot when you're, you know, extremely paranoid. You're constantly writing down these ideas and these concepts and these consequences of actions that haven't been reached. You know what I mean? Or committed, I should say. You fucking wander around thinking, what the hell? Oh, my God. It's only a matter of time before da-da-da-da-da. And it just fucking stays with you the whole time. And you just start getting paranoid more and more and more. And then next thing you know, you have 300-plus pages of written paranoia. Back to back, back to back to back. I had a three ring. Uh, I had. I have it in a three ring binder. Back to back to back to back to back. Three hundred fucking pages. No. Uh, you know, fucking one solid ass paragraph. I don't even know how many fucking words. To be honest with you, I'm gonna say maybe about nine, ten thousand. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, three hundred fucking pages based on pure paranoia, and it was ugly. It was. It was scary, it was sad. Everything you could think of, it was all that, you know what I mean? And then some. And then, you know, I well, first off, I I didn't read all of it, but, you know, you just kind of glance over it and you're like, oh, okay, that's what I was doing when I wrote that. Oh, that's what I was, that kind of shit. So I decided to shorten that down from 300 pages to about, I don't know, maybe 20, 30. I don't know. That's a big fucking thing. You know what I mean? Because, you know, but like I said, I'm rewriting it. So, therefore, it's all going to be more or less, you know, partialized, I guess. Is that a word? From what the original concept used to be. And then I don't I don't just talk about being paranoid. I also talk about the alcoholic bullshit. You know what I mean? I also talk about the senility, the, the, the senile people, you know. And then I talk about the old, um, what's that shit? The, the first, it's funny because, well, cynicism, obviously, you know what I mean? And, and it wasn't the first, the first, now that I look at it, the first part of the whole thing, like chapter one through maybe five or six, it was all about me and my, my family, you know what I mean? That's why initially I called it the happy years. This is before any of us were old enough to know what or who or what the fuck was going to happen in the world. You know what I mean? And it was just simply titled, originally it was just simply titled The Happy Years because I mostly talk about the late nights. You know, I, I, I pretty much ran the stories to death at this point. But, you know, the stories about, you know, how I would stay up at night with my mom on the weekends and we would watch Mystery Science Theater and shit like that. Or how I would, you know, stay up all night and watch cartoons. Or, like, I would stay up, wake up in the morning and watch cartoons with my mom. Or, you know, stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like, the littlest, nicest little memories from the happier time. Uh, you know, more or less when 
we would watch those me and my mom would stay up and watch those mgm cartoons with the ones with the bears and all that stuff like barney bear and all that and yeah i mean it doesn't it doesn't make me emotional because um it was sad it just made me emotional because it was such a long time ago you know what i'm saying and for real you gotta like you know take it all in and then you gotta look at it the way it was back then you gotta remember that you know things change so much you know and during the fucking puberty years you know what i mean i didn't cause my family a lot of havoc but i did still do havoc but i didn't you know do anything too too damn harsh but i did do horrible things in my life and the chapters with my mom and my family end when I, at the age of 10. You know what I mean? After that, that's when, you know, it's... After that, it's more of a personal journey, you know what I mean? The influences and shit like that. I talk about movies and cartoons and, you know, all that stuff. I talk about, you know, the lonely nights spent, you know what I mean? And, and you might be thinking, Joey, what the fuck? You say it's the happy years. Well, motherfucker, it is the happy years. It's just so funny because... Looking back, I don't even think the paranoia part of the story was there to begin with. You know, I think I was just paranoid and it just became part of it. I had nowhere else to write it, so I wrote it in that binder. That's where it took up 300 fucking straight up pages of just straight up. As soon as the next day would happen, I start writing again. Sometimes I wouldn't even sleep. I just kept writing in it. But anyways, you know, fuck the paranoia thing. Then the whole senility thing is just, you know, it was just more along the lines of like, you know, my personal you know whatever on gonzo journalism before there was before i even knew what gonzo journalism was you know what i mean it was more just me exploring things around me and hearing and seeing and all that shit and how it reflected on me at the time so you know what i mean and next thing i knew it just became part of that was just a small thing you know that was just like maybe a two chapter thing section i should say that was in the middle of it then after that was the long summer nights then i talk about losing my friends but the thing is it all ties up into being happy you know what i'm saying point is the story ends when i turn 21 you know the whole thing paranoia and everything else included ends when i'm 21 at that point i just pretty much started a new book but then you know at this point in my life when i started writing this book uh, not cheap late well I might come up with cheap labor part two when it's done. When, when, whatever, you know what I mean? But what I'm planning on doing, you know what I'm saying? What I'm planning on doing more or less is uh, getting, even if I have to do it myself, getting this thing published. You know what I mean? Get at least, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing it for the fame or whatever. I'm just doing it so I can have a sense of accomplishment. I, mean, I gotta obviously I gotta finish rewriting that too, but you know what I mean. I gotta you know, you know maybe press up like I don't know since I'm cheap like maybe ten copies, give them to ten random people for free. Um, you know what I mean. Throw in a little gift here and there because I want to like you know I'm I, I'm I'm a wrestling fan through and through and I love a good gimmick. I was just gonna like because you know I got other things you know out there you know other ways to 
incorporate. And I don't have fame or fortune or any of that stupid shit. But I do have access to things, you know what I mean? And I was thinking maybe, you know, do something really unique with the gimmick. You know, for everyone who, who, who tells me they want a copy of the book to straight up give me their information, I'll send them a copy. But I'll send them, you know, some little thing, you know, like uh, a little bonus thing. It's so unique to the person I'm sending it to. You know what I mean? Like, let's say, I don't know, for example... You know, you guys, you guys know who you are. My only few fans, all, all like what, two of you? <laughs> uh, let's say both of you guys say, "Hey, yo, Joey, I would love a copy of Cheap Labor Volume One, The Happy Years." I would send it to you, and as a thing, I would send put something in there. You know, it's not gonna be something like a sticker or whatever. One thing I do love is notes. So, like, when people leave notes in like a thing so hey what's up joey how you doing man uh we uh we love the fact that you bought blah 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 so therefore here's something for free we love you dude shit like that you know what i'm saying that's the kind of shit i'm talking about you know what i'm saying uh and that's the kind of shit i like so with that i might throw in a note but it's gonna be unique to the person i'm sending it to so i might say you know i don't know let's just say for example you do whatever you know i'll throw in a note regarding whatever you do you know what i mean just to have a little fun with it you know what i mean i yeah I, it's not that i take myself i mean a lot of you motherfuckers is gonna see me in real life eventually and you're gonna be like oh he takes himself way too seriously and that might be true to some of you but in all honesty i you know what i mean i i don't think i do i just don't I, the thing is i don't like fakeness you know what i mean so I'm not going to fake laughter for anyone if they tell me a really horrible joke or the ones that think they're funny for repeating the last words that they hear. I'll give you an example. This is the most irritating thing. And everyone I've met in AZ that's from California does this. So let's just say I'm at a bar sitting there minding my own business. Doing my thing. Some guy sits next to me. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. Good. What are you drinking there? Oh, this, this is a local special. They call it the... Hey, yo, barkeep, what do you guys call this? Oh, it's called the Bar's... Uh, the, the, the Frog's Kiss. It's called the Frog's Kiss. It ain't bad, you know what I mean? You want one? I can order you one. All right, cool. Hey, yo, barkeep, give me a good look. Blah, 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 blah. So then we're talking, and all of, a, all of a sudden I say, Well, you know what they say, man. Shit's fucked, and we're all out of luck. And then this is when it kicks in. He said, shit, fuck, I got a lot. Shit, fuck, I got a lot. Shit, fuck, I like, Honestly, dude, you're repeating the last few words I said. The fuck are you, Bob Arthur? <laughs> Bob Arthur, the actor. Ah, that's another pun for the book. A Scanner Darkly. If you have not read it, I recommend it. It's a very interesting read. Very fucking well written. The whole addict talk, too, is just such a bizarre and accurate Description and interpretation of everything. But those are my plans for Cheap Labor Volume 1. I want to press up maybe 10, fucking maybe 20 copies. And anyone who wants it, I'm going to send it to you via mail or we meet up. I'm going to include an item in it that's unique to you. As a personal thank you, more or less. I'm not going to charge you for it or shit, you know what I'm saying? But even then, I feel that pressing 10 to 20 copies is too much. 
And then again, I got to go back to the mafia thing. You know, nobody cares. Because none of you motherfuckers really care. None of you motherfuckers is going to want to read what I have to talk about. You know what I mean? You know, because I always look at it that people are going to always look at it with pity. Like, oh, look, the fucking... You know what I mean? That kid that used to get in trouble at school all the time, he thinks he can write. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm surprised he knows how to read type shit. And it's not that people's opinion bother me because it doesn't. It's just that I seen the way it affects my mother growing up. And I guess that's what bothers me, seeing my mother distressed. Now, if they really wanted to bring out the motherfucking psycho in anyone, you know, they talk shit to my ma. If ma wasn't civil the way she was, chances are... Half of you motherfuckers at the PTA meetings would have had a fucking, you know, straight up goddamn, what do you call that shit? What is that? Fucking straight steel chair right to the head. Bob Holly style. How do you like me now? You know what I'm saying? How do you like my son now, motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, but dig. That's what I'm getting at. You know what I'm saying? It's just that, you know, motherfuckers are straight up, you know what I mean? Like, I want to do this. And I want to do that, but then again, nobody cares. You know what I mean? I could, I could, I could tell. I, I'm not gonna hype it either. You know what I mean? Like if I, when I finish it, because I am going to finish it. Okay, I'm gonna finish rewriting. It's already written itself. I just want to revise it, not make it so fucking long. <laughs> but leave that, man. Seven hundred pages, and a hundred of them tell the straight. No, yeah, about seven hundred pages. Wait, and three hundred or so of them tell the real story the rest of it is just me being paranoid to me that's more hilarity maybe i'll release the paranoia thing as a as like a whole paranoia file things you know what i'm saying like i'm gonna make an honest assumption and say you have all read crowley right of course you have okay I'm not talking about the Equinox, but I'm talking more along the lines of the Diary of a Drug Fiend. But the funny thing about it is, had I been a drug fiend at the time, everything would have made more sense. But in fact, I just, it was just me being fucking paranoid. <laughs> and it's weird because that's like the only real affliction, apart from the suicidal behavior, of course. That's the only real fucking affliction I've ever had in my life. Fucking just fear not not fear is just being you know paranoid you know what i mean because I'm, I'm paranoid about everyone and anything i can't even take compliments nowadays that's how fucked up i am you know what i mean someone would tell me hey joey i like your hair and i go what for hey joey i like your nail polish which i to me that's irritating but that's irritating for a whole different reason because now with this whole progressive bullshit culture uh nail polish on men is normalized but back then when we were gothic and shit like that, we were, you know, I hate to say the word, but we were fags. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm not calling anyone that. I'm just quoting what the motherfuckers would say. Women would call us that. Oh, those are those goth fags. I go, fuck you. I'm a fucking metalhead. You stupid cunt. I'm a juggalo, too. You got a problem with it? Go fuck yourself. You know what I'm saying? But dig. That's where I got here. You know what I'm saying? And now I still paint my nails. It's been, what, almost 20 years since I've been doing it, right? 
And now, motherfuckers, the same bitches that used to walk up to me telling me I was queer and all this other bullshit for painting my nails, suddenly going, I like your nails. And I, I ignore them straight up because it's fucking stupid. Because, you know, just because your stupid little fucking culture thinks that you guys have to, you, you guys are so progressive and you have to be accepting of everyone. You have to fucking patronize me again. Get the fuck out of here. So again, in other words... And it's the same thing when people tell me I look good, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, I'm fucking fat. I can't look good. I can never look good. The only way I can look good is if I lose all the weight. And that's if I want to lose all the fucking weight. If I don't do that, I'll be fat and gross. Regardless of what anybody tells me. But because people are so fucking woke and aware of their surroundings. And they, they're, they're aware of their fucking sins that they had committed in this time. They, they can't see it that way. They got to be all like... Everybody is beautiful. Get fucked. You only say that because now you're fucking guilty of the shit that you said back in the day. And the only reason why you're fucking guilty is that nowadays, back then you were fucking sexy and whatever. But nowadays you say, you know, you got like four or five kids. You put on about 75 pounds. Give or take more or less that time that you couldn't walk because you twisted your ankle when you were laughing at that fat girl who broke her, who broke her fucking face you know what i'm saying the same thing with dudes you know what i'm saying you know back then you were fucking sexy and all studly then what happened that fucking cunt that you thought you were gonna marry she abandons your ass and she fucks your brother in front of you you pick up fucking drinking and you're like i don't need a bitch i need a bottle of whiskey that's all i need <laughs> next thing you know you put on about 45 fucking pounds. Your hairline's all the way to the back of your goddamn ears. Your once rugged body is now just a drooping, melting sack of a man. Your pants are on so tight and they still keep falling off. You see a big guy walking around in a cool-ass shirt. Cool-ass hair. Cool-ass jeans. Maybe even a battle jacket. You walk up to him and you're like, Hey man, you look cool. That's a cool shirt. Right. In short, Cheap Labor Volume 1 will be get will get done. We're gonna aim for March of next year. And that's when I was gonna press up press up the copies. Like I said, at least well, I don't even know now. I mean maybe five. I'm going to send them out to those who want it with the special gift. I don't know what the gift's going to be, but like I said, I have a lot of access to a lot of shit. <laughs> and when that's done, just think of it as a big thank you. You know what I mean? Thank you for listening. Even if we don't know each other. Because I can't talk to anybody, you know what I'm saying? I hate everything, you know what I'm saying? But... That's how it goes. And unlike last week, right now we're going to partake in the two-song combo. The two-song combo. That sounded like the two-song combo. Two-song, you know, Tucson, Arizona. You know what I'm saying? Big. All right. I'm going to play you some Menacide. And again, here we go one more time. No, we're not. I'm not going to play the Menacide. I'm going to play Menacide at the very end. Right now I'm going to play you guys some... Of course, yet again, man. They just keep popping up and you know they're they're basically at this point their Kane is dead. They're they're the Kane is dead program Hall of Famers, dude. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm going to play you a track from Chagrin. You know what I mean? A little sad one, of course. DSBM, that's how we roll out here at the K, uh, at the Kane is Dead show. You know what I'm saying? Kane is Dead program. What the fuck? That's how we roll, man. Fucking sad-ass black metal, dude. Then after that, we're going to play you a song by Pinstripe Sunny. Uh, it's a little more fun. It's a little more fun. So we're getting to that right motherfucking now.
And just like that, we have reached the end of the Kane is Dead program. I am your host, Kane is Dead, a.k.a. Kane, a.k.a. Joey, a.k.a. Joey CM, a.k.a. Joey C. Molina. It doesn't matter what the fuck you call me, because that is who I am. Dig. Thank you for listening to the fucking episode. This is probably one of my more uh, personal ones, actually. It's kind of funny when you think about it. Most episodes are really personal to me, but this one just feels a little more personal than more. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it has to do with the fact that I was talking about pills. Maybe it has the fact that I talk about addiction. Maybe it's the fact that I talk about fucking my book. Maybe it has, a fact, it has to do with the fact that I'm talking about some real fucking shit. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it has to do with the fact that I talk about some stupid motherfucker that did some fucking stupid shit to a woman of all things. You know what I'm saying? And acted like he fucking knew what he was getting at. Talking all that bullshit that I beat her good. Yeah, but your brother beat you better, motherfucker. Dude. We're going to leave you off with one last track. This one, again, to the memory of Menacide, Sean Lawson. You know, you were, like I said, you know, I don't need to, well, yeah, I got to repeat myself because not a lot of people are going to get it, though. Menacide did so much for this fucking horrorcore community that not everyone will ever know. That's a shame. But that's the way the underground is. Either you're booking tours and touring and opening up for bands you barely know or you're behind the scenes. You're still rapping, but you're behind the scenes pulling strings so everybody can get in on the action. Or... You're doing it in your own right and nobody knows. Menacide's all three. He worked with some of my favorite artists like Hugh Strange and Gordy and everyone, man. Now he's gone. You know what I mean? He deserves everything good that happened to him in his life. But you know what? Life fucking sucks, and he got dealt a bad hand, and you know what? 
all we can say now is rest peacefully. Men aside. You were one of my more favorite artists in the fucking horrorcore bullshit. I call it bullshit now because now it's all personal gain and bullshit politics. You know what I mean? Nobody respects the game, but nobody did to begin with. But you were still trying to keep it alive, and I got to respect you for that. So I'm going to play one last song from from Old Menacide. This one's called Sick Love Song, I think. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta make sure because I don't want to, like, you know, get anything wrong. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to desecrate the man's legacy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, sadistic love song. I'm sorry, that's what it's called. This one's called sadistic love song. It's exactly what you think it is, but then some. Uh, you're gonna hear some old school promos because this was back in the MySpace era, dude. This was back in like 2006, 2007 times. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you're gonna hear some promos after the track regarding a website that is so irrelevant that you won't even remember using it i don't remember using it funny the funniest thing is that back then my girlfriend at the time made me a page and then she put my picture on there and then that was it i got hit up by a would-be wannabe fucking rapper producer by the name of dj bless aka sutter kane he goes yo that's what his message consisted of Ever since I stopped being a fan of his, even though I'll openly admit that I do enjoy the work that he did with uh, Insane Poetry on the cycle, uh, cycle the Snuff Reels. So with that said, this is going to play Sadistic Love Song by Menacide. And in all honesty, it's one of my favorite songs. No matter how dark it is, it's still fucking hilarious. I don't care what any of you woke bitches have to say. This song is fucking hilarious. And if you really want me to play some offensive fucking rap, believe me, I got it. So until next time, you can reach me at Kane is Dead on Instagram. Kane is Dead on Instagram. I'm not hard to find. You know what I mean? We also got Gmail, Zemnus1313 at gmail.com. That's Zemnus, that's X as an X ray, E as in everything, M as in motherfucker. N as in nasty, A as in asshole, S as in shit, the number one, the number three, the number one, the number three at gmail.com. Feel free to send me some anything, you know. Like I said earlier in the show, send me some suggestions for October, you know what I mean? Movie reviews, show reviews. Uh, don't send me a whole series, please. Uh, but if you want episode reviews, you know what I mean? Fucking board games, I'll go out of my way. I'll do I'll do a lot of shit, dude. Lead it. All leading up to the end of fucking on on Halloween when I walk down the Tweaker Canal. I'll go live on that shit too. You know what I'm saying? So until next time though, thank you for listening to the Kane is Dead program. And we are motherfucking out. I've been wanting revenge I miss having you at home, no doubt 
But most of all, I'm just choking you out And then beating you repeatedly with coat hangers And then tying your panties around your throat and banging you I miss the real fun times the most Like when you was in the kitchen and making me toast And I popped up out of nowhere with a cooking pot After that, you talked crooked a lot Man, this is crazy You can catch more of this on MySpace Slash Minicide all day long You know how you do it, you I'm a control freak Cause I would lock you up at home for weeks And make you fulfill my weird fantasies Like dunking your head in a toilet full of antifreeze I miss the way that you look in a dog collar Roll over, play dead, bark and holler You look so cute with it around your neck Sitting pretty in my living room begging me for sex But now you got another master And all I got's an empty dog bowl to look after Damn, I really miss you and wish you was home Back in the basement with your dish and your bone So for the lovers out there, the romancers This is called the sadistic love song String Symphony 0777 Back when your jaw was swollen When you accidentally tripped on my fist and broke it You went to work with a crutch and a brace And 26 palm prints covering your face I really miss those days Goddamn, remember walking in the park I was holding your hand And I squeezed so hard that I shattered your wrist You shouldn't look at other guys That makes me pissed And one time you threatened to take off But that was only with the duct tape off You wanted marriage, a ring, and hope so I gave you a ring, a thick one around your throat 